Dan and Corey here, welcoming you in to Libservative. The great fundamental issue now before our people. We, the people, cannot turn that. Yeah! Welcome in to another rousing rendition of Libservative Intellectual Idiots Fostering Political and Cultural Literacy. Bell the Body Snatcher on the ones and twos. He, as always, is Corey Walsh. He's Dan Griffin. And uh, this is going to be a rotten show because I'm exhausted. I look disheveled. We're going to talk about Charlie Kirk being a racist, like among other things, of course, but like actually being a racist because we don't use that term lightly on the show. We'll show you. We'll show you. We'll show the whole video. Bell will even get involved. It'll be fantastic. Um, but before I. Uh, He's on the ones and twos. Before. Yeah. Before I sink the ship did anymore. You say that? You tell the people. Where they, yes, I did. I said that. Uh, good night, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> We're like well, a, like a we're like a half hour late. We're like an hour late. I, I, feel, uh, I feel I just I just feel what off. What would that be? Fifty one minutes. Right. I feel I just Nine, feel off. Eight. Well, now eight more of them would be sixty minutes. For some reason, pages is taking a really long time to load. See, like everything everything's going wrong. Everything is going Every, wrong. Everything's if going is, to. If this, what I what, what I wanted what I really want to say, Dan is. You don't really look disheveled to me. Do I look handsome? Of course. You're a pretty disheveled <laughs> boy. Here's the thing. I what? I don't like when things don't go right when we do this show, Corey. I don't like it. I don't like when we're late. I don't like when I'm like four drinks in the bag. Well, why would you do that to happen- yourself? That's supposed to happen at the end of the show because I was stressed out waiting to get the show started. I personally mean, feel like for, I'm to blame. You mean, you mean waiting for me to say Libservative Podcast is found in all social media and podcast platforms? Our website is LibservativeShow.com. We can be found at Libservative on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Instagram and Twitter, Libservative Pod. Oh, and our TikTok videos yourself. can be found at Libservative Podcast. And you can reach out directly at LibservativePod at gmail.com. Subscribe today. Is that what you're waiting for me to say? Don't get bogged down by all the haters out there. Yeah, that was it. That was it. And Bell Bell came in for a second there and said that he felt like he was partially to blame. Um, he is, <laughs> but that's that, that's Bell? okay. I'm. He's laughing his ass off backstage. <laughs> oh yeah, it's great. You can't see it, listener, but we see it. Admitted it. That's right. I'm going to settle in. Hold on. I'm going to settle in. I'm going to take a deep breath. Yeah, Dan, take We're gonna a be breath. All right. Um. Relax. I guess what, hey, hey, I, unclench yeah. your jaw, loosen your shoulders, take a deep breath. Do I look like Monica Lewinsky? Maybe. Why did I say that? Like, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, why did I even, why did I say that? Uh, yeah, because yeah, I don't know why you say that because her, her jaw probably wasn't relaxed. Relax your jaw for real. <laughs> you know what? You know, you want to know why I said that? I, because your jaw you isn't relaxed. The, no, well, yeah, but do you ever listen to the uh, 
Oh my God. Now I'm forgetting the name of the podcast. Uh, American Scandal. You ever listen to that? It's one of the Wondery podcasts. What is that? Like an audio erotica of Monica Lewinsky talking about <laughs> no, but like romantic one of the... sexcapades in the Oval Office? Actually, yes, because one of the seasons is about the Clinton Lewinsky affair and that the affair affair. And that's the one I was listening to today. So I had Monica on the mind when I, I had did some that. Candles lit, sitting in the bubble bath. <laughs> By the way, we need some Bill Clinton drops for Go sure. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I play the saxophone. I love fries. <laughs> I love you. I love you, Monty. You're better, much better than my wife. Was that Chris Webber's song or Chris Re- Chris Webby's song? He's talking about my, uh, <laughs> Bill Clinton trying to rub the cum stains out of the Oval Office carpet. <laughs> <laughs> He hasn't spent any time with a washcloth in his hands, other than the one that he used, other than the ones he would use to catch his uh, um, children his, that never made his it. Millions anywhere. of babies who died in the in said washcloth. Yeah, let's talk uh, about I, what we're going to talk about tonight, Dan. What are we going to talk about? So we have the the big topics for this evening is we, we we're definitely going to be discussing Sputnik 2.0 um, and how I have found. Just anecdotally here, you know, with with folks that I know and folks of folks that I know, um, how f- people just don't really learn well. They uh, don't, so don't bad at it. They don't they don't learn history well or like the effects of history so on their psyche right? today. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people like not necessarily the Dunning Cougar effect, but uh, a lot of people they learn enough about a topic or a current event to where it, it like hits like the benchmark where they're like, whew, all right, good. I know about this, but then they don't Forget. learn anything else about it. And then they're set like no more current events, nothing else, no new developments, no new data is going to change this because in their mind, it's already settled. They can move on to the next thing. They don't need to yeah. waste any more time thinking about it. Uh, next, we have Alexei Navalny's death. Uh, and it, and actually, it's tragic, of course, this man's death. He is a uh, a dissident's hero, and he absolutely deserves uh, praise for what he's done. But in a weird way, it kind of comes at a perfect time for our show because I feel like last week, uh, the show that we did, I feel like... Some people could think that we were somehow defending Vladimir Putin. Um, I feel like tonight's show is probably going to do a good job of uh, taking those thoughts and shoving them in the toilet with about 40,000 pounds of toilet paper, clogging it, plunging it, and flushing it again. Uh, at least I hope so. And That's what uh, I do, you know, so, Yeah, you clog it, you flush it, you flush it, you clog it. Uh fingers blame it on someone else alabama rules that embryos are humans if we get to this we may not even get this far um in, that's going to be really really interesting when it comes to um ivf because it's really interesting that conservative people are like hey embryos are humans 
So that's going to have a negative effect on IVF because if you if you take embryo because usually when you do, we'll get to it doesn't matter we'll get that IVF we'll get to that is point. what it's uh, in vitro in fertilization, fertilization. yeah, yeah okay. and you have to you have to use multiple embryos to do it because one of them might not take you might have to use a second maybe a third so yeah it's you can see how this might be a problem uh, for uh, conservatives in Al in Alabama that think we need to have more babies you see how it doesn't yeah. make sense yeah nope. That, that that's one of my favorite things about rulings when it comes to the court, whether I agree with them or disagree with them. It's like the implication of this ruling, right? What There's is this actually? What is this actually going to do? What are um, the actually? <laughs> uh, shall we start with what we learned this week, Corey? Yeah, I don't you have want me to start? I, I accidentally deleted the banner, so you start, and I'll I'll put a new one up. Go ahead. Okay. So Roland Fryer. He's a black man. He's a uh, professor at Harvard. And he did a uh, research paper regarding the differences in police use of force, like against, like regarding all races, right? So the synopsis of his paper was uh, this paper explores racial differences in police use of force on nine lethal uses of force and, or, this paper explores racial differences in, pol use, in police use of force. On non-lethal use of force, Blacks and Hispanics are more than 50% more likely to experience some form of force in interactions with police. Adding controls that account for important context and civilian behavior reduces, but not can fully, cannot fully explain these disparities, right? Which is something that we've all basically come to terms with short of people who are sticking their heads in the sand right that's fair to say right like stopping sure. all these different things on the most extreme use of force however this is a harvard study from a professor officer involves shootings the paper finds no racial differences in either the raw data or when contextual factors are taken into account the paper argues that the patterns in the data are consistent with a model in which police officers are utility maximizers and a fraction of which had a preference for discrimination who incur relatively high expected costs of officer-involved shootings. So, for context, this guy Roland Fryer, he was actually on like a free press interview with Barry Weiss and he was talking about this article. And when he found these findings, he ex he explicitly expresses how he didn't believe the second half, right? He didn't believe it to where he found a bunch of new people to look at the data sets and a bunch of new people to interpret them. And they found the same thing. So when he found this information, like the first half made complete sense because that's what we all see. It's pretty clear. But the second half of actual police shootings of black people versus white people that doesn't look like there's any discrimination. He expressed his findings with other people at Harvard. And a lot of them told him to share the first part, not the second part. Ah, well, he shared the first part and the second part. And he was talking about how he had to get armed guards to protect him. So because of death threats. And he said, one of the wildest things for him was the fact that, he had to have an armed guard with him with a seven day old baby at home to go and buy diapers. And so what I find interesting about this, like, so this is what I've learned that like, which like 
it's it's a good thing, right? Like to find out that the uh, police shootings aren't racially motivated. So that's a good thing. So that means that us as white people and black people should be able to cross boundaries that are often dry driven or drawn based on color and go, Hey, cops are killing all of us. Let's focus on trying to end this happening in our country. That's supposed to be free. Right. And so like, I guess this is what I've learned and what I'm trying to articulate in my brain. And I'm trying to come to terms with is the idea that why as a society are we so apprehensive to something that is ultimately good news but this good news through data spits in the face of media narratives that we've been holding on to for years now i don't know because especially when you consider the fact that the first data set that you mentioned does not right right so, so when no, that we, confirms so if, biases. If, if, that confirms if, if I'm understanding correctly, that, we, that the first data set was stating that police use non-lethal force against minorities a lot more often than white people. Right? More, yeah. So that's a two to one more. ratio. But lethal force. Oh no, that what, what would that be? A fifty percent? It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You, you according to that data. uh, Police use non-lethal force against minorities far more than than white it'd people. Be a one point, yeah, it'd be, a, it'd be a three to two ratio. But the but the but the not but the lethal force, the the police shootings and what have you, are basically equal among whites and minorities. It, that's what I'm to understand. This data was suggesting yeah. from Roland Fryer, correct? So it still it still does prove that. Um, Minorities are, are disproportionately. We already know this based on prison numbers, right? Right. Uh, that that minorities are disproportionately arrested, targeted. Or treated poorly, or targeted by police officers. There are a multitude of of different reasons why you could explain that away, if you so choose. But we but the the, the data the data don't lie, right? But yet because the Lethal force is equal to equal between whites and minorities. Roland Fryer is being pressured not to release the part of the data that suggests that whites and blacks are actually whites, blacks, and other minorities are actually treated equally when it comes to lethal force, is what right. you're saying. Yes. So I don't understand why any of that is i mean it's, it's all tough, a problem right? well I but think, why is it I problematic to release the data it. like i think like past that right like the idea of accepting this new information like this is like me in my personal brain like someone who participated in a lot of protests and a lot of these things and before data like this came out someone who propagated the idea that police were killing a lot more black people than white people this is good news that they're not right. But why is my knee jerk reaction to be apprehensive to that? And if because it's, and if it's me doing that, imagine how many other, like, obviously the guy was getting death threats. So it's not just me. It's people all across the entire country 
And Roland Fly- Roland Fryer, by the way, is a black man. So this right. is not like this is just some goofy whitey. But people are not accepting this new set of data when we should be. Like this should be applauded. Because this means that this is a speed bump that we get past that we can work on the next progressive issue of like the numbers of people being killed by police didn't change. There's still way too many people being killed by police, right? But race is being pulled away and people are being apprehensive to that part. Why? I think so I learned a something long, nuanced conversation. Right. So that could I be a whole episode new this week, <laughs> but I'm giving it a spin on you guys because I want you guys to help me do some homework and figure out why, where, what is the hang up here? Because I'm confused by it. And it is something that has me really thinking about it. I mean, okay. Because so like I've brought me, this up to friends that are black and things like that. And that's like, they go, way. yeah, but they're being killed for different reasons. And it's like, sure, we can say that, but remove the subjectivity of this and make it objective. The white people could have been way more, right? You're like, you're right. Like the white people could have really pushed the boundary a lot further than a black person took to get sure. shot. Like that sure. could have happened. Perhaps that's true. Perhaps that's that true. could be true. But yeah. the numbers show that it's happening. Well, now is this even. is this is this data based on? And maybe you don't know, but is this data based on? Is this data based on population percentages, or is this like a one to one? Like for every one black person killed, one white person is killed. Well, no, because we know already the ratios are skewed because like, I think 2000 people are like typically are shot by cops and it is almost like a two to one ratio. That's why like, since like, like you've heard me talk about always stripping race from this when people try to use like the race thing. And cause like, this is an argument that white people have used often to try to disregard black people being shot by police. Well, warm white people are shot by police. And it's like, right. okay, cool. I'm glad we got past that. Let's discuss the issue of people being shot by cops. That is something I have personally preached. Absolutely. To have retort against people who try to, to downplay the muscle of the government enforcing its rule on upon the people. But like, so why are we as a society typically people who follow liberal narratives, which this would show that they're actually doing like this would show that their protests and things are going in the right direction. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. because the protests of things like this aren't new. They seem new because the algorithms are forcing it in our faces on social media, but talking about the fact and doing protests of police beating the shit out of and killing black people versus white people has been a part of our culture now for 50 years. Mm-hmm. And now the data is showing that white people are killed just as much as black people. That's good news because it's not race. It's not a race issue. Then it's a monopolized violence issue. Right. Which is the whole point. So, right. so your question, your question was, why are people pushing back so much on this? Right. And I like my, so me personally, I'm thinking that like a lot of social movements, a lot of victimhood, a lot of uh, I'm uh, on myself. Sorry, even even race has encompassed people's identities so much that it's created a dogma 
that being faced with this new data set, people feel like it's pulling away from their identity. No, it's Corey. It's 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 the Jimmy Dore, you know, who's a a a, a, a as we know a, an actual leftist. The, the the Dave Smith argument, who is a, a Mises Caucus libertarian. These guys don't exactly see eye to eye on everything, but they but where they do see eye to eye is on um it's on it's on things like this. Why are people pushing back back against this? Because it's it's the narrative that needs to be pushed to keep us fighting with each other. Like if 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 we're if we're sitting here, you and I and Bell and or anybody else that we have on the show or anybody that we talk to in the street, if we're arguing with each other about why cops kill black people more or don't kill black people more, we are no, not pushing back against right. we are we are not pushing back against the actual problem, which is monopolized violence by the federal government, state governments, and local governments against dissidents essentially no you're absolutely right because then all of a sudden you know you have 50 percent of the country who's white you know like or not even i'm not the demographics of the country of 50 50 but like when you have the mass divided based on color arguing rather than class police shootings when we realize that both sides are being affected equally it's a hell of a lot easier to deal with those two columns separately than when they're amassed together than when they're together exactly so like white white people and black people being on the same team against scares the, the shit out uh, of our against the powers that that hold the monopoly on violence hold the monopoly on counterfeiting money which by the way is all the federal reserve is um hold the monopoly on um uh, uh, hegemony overseas hold multi um, hold the monopoly on uh, theft, which is what taxation is considered to uh, many factions of, of libertarianism. If we can keep, if if you all you gotta do is keep keep the keep the eyes off of those things and keep these two sets of people fighting with each other over in, immutable traits like the fucking color of their skin, then you stay in power. And and I'm yeah. I'm still I'm still amazed in 2024 how many people don't see that. And I'm not even gonna shit on like um like younger Gen Zers because like I still remember what it was like to be 22 years old. And I remember what it was like to really think race was a big problem and that I needed to fight for the minority, right? And and it's not that I don't want to do that now that I'm 35. But I, I see the game that's being played here. And it's like, I, if we could just get say, younger bro, people to see that. Go ahead. Look, I want to say Bright Nice is in the house. And I'm glad nice. to see you. We, we haven't you, seen you in a couple of weeks. Uh, <laughs> Bell thought you were dead. So <laughs> I'm glad to say that you're not. I'm just kidding. I don't think he actually said that. But I, I, I honestly think did you were have dead. like a... I did Don't have a little bit of like, like it was it was noticeable. I was like, oh, Bright Nice isn't here. Like I like I, I think I said to these guys like in an episode, I hope he's okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> he lives. Uh, anyway, he lives. shall we? Uh, do you have anything else to say regarding what you learned in school this week, Corey? No, I learned I learned something that is ultimately good, 
but I'm confused by the apprehension against of the goodness. I feel you. It's hard because we're both. It's hard because we're both white guys. So it's I'm just still, it's hard yeah, to get. <laughs> because I don't want to see anyone killed, regardless of uh, color. This sometimes it just gets difficult. And like yeah, to so, me, it's like, all right, good. I'm glad we got that out of the way. Let's focus on the bigger issue. My what I learned in school this week is, um, it's also based on race, but it's far more lighthearted. And I hope people can absolutely laugh at this. I always had a sneaking suspicion that the Charlie Kirk, yes, the uh, uh, what is it? What is he? What is his organization? Center point, counterpoint, something yeah, like center point, pivot point of the circle jerk USA, whatever, whatever, whatever uh, Charlie Kirk's organization is. I've always had a sneaking suspicion this, that this man was legitimately racist and bigoted, which is not a term that Corey or Bell or or myself throw around easily these days because I think it's overused. I think people are accused of racism uh, far, far too, too often and for far too stupid of things like, you know, jokes questioning uh, data on police shootings. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 If, if you, if you think that Israel is maybe doing bad things to the Palestinians, you're a Zionist, like that what kind you, of the thing. Brazilian president. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're not a Zionist. You're a you're an anti-Semite. Like what? You know, whatever, whatever. These words they're just so interchangeable anymore. But Charlie Kirk uh, was involved in a conversation on his show with uh, what's that turd's name? That other turd, Jack Jack Pasobi, Jack Pasobi, Jack Pasobi, the guy that the guy that did the phony video about the PizzaGate shit. Um, is that who that is? Yes, he was. He was like, he's he the one like, I rolled in the, the basement's back there. I don't think that's how he became. They won't famous. let me in the kitchen for yeah, some yeah, reason yeah, yeah. because I don't yeah, work here. Yeah, that guy. Oh, uh, anyway, uh, Charlie, you know what? Should I just play the video? Do I need to explain this or should I just play the video? Play the video. I gotta stop my screen first and then I gotta restart it. Give me a minute. Give me no. a minute. I'm gonna find it. I'm going to, here we go. I got you. I got you. Here we go. And that's why I think this United story and the DI story yes. hits so hard because we've all United been Airlines, in the back of the way, plane when about. the turbulence hits or when you're flying through a storm and you're like, I'm so glad I saw the guy with the right stuff and the square jaw get into the cockpit before we took off. And I feel better now. No, I mean, about like, that. you want to go thought crime? Like, I'm sorry. If I see a black pilot, I'm going to be like, boy, I hope he's qualified. Well, that's the you wouldn't have done that. You wouldn't have. You no, wouldn't have done that not, before. That's not an immediate. No, you. That's not that who I am. That's no. not what I believe. It is the reality the left has but created. I, I, I'm, I'm, and that's why I think this United story in the DI. So funny about this is like they literally uh, like the, the first guy. The, uh, the first guy is basing go capability yourself. The first guy is. Jesus, we're 30,000 feet in the air and this plane might crash. Thank God the guy had a clean cut square jaw when I and saw him walk into the fucking cockpit. Dude. The guy this, with the square jaw is in the cockpit. This this ed, this this edgelord shit is it this is the like because I, I can't remember who it was, but um uh, was it Barry Weiss that, that was interviewing some? No, it was Hannah Cox on Base Politics that was uh, interviewing um, 
uh, a couple of like conservative black men about um, I don't remember what it was. I for- you'll have to forgive me. Uh, something conservative, and one of these gentlemen was was a was a black pastor, and he 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 said something pretty astute. It's simple but astute. He said, "You don't always know." what it looks like but you know it when you see it when it comes to racism like you can't always explain what racism is or what it looks like or sounds like or feels like but you know it when you see it charlie if i see a black i'm gonna be like boy i hope he's qualified (laughs) that's what it sounds like Dan. so wait no so this was the original if i see a black pilot i'm gonna be like boy i hope he's qualified this is what he really if i see a black I'm going to be like, boy, I hope he's qualified. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it's like, and like, so it's on our show, right? We, for the most part, we do, we, we definitely criticize things like DEI, like we, the idea of uh, absolutely making everyone walk on eggshells just isn't good for social camaraderie in the workplace and things like that. And the idea of like how DEI can negatively affect people. Like for example, Katenji Brown, Katenji Brown Jackson, who had all of these accolades, but then the president goes, I'm hiring her because she's black. And it's like, you're right. literally stripping her of all of her attributes and all of their acknowledgements and everything she did. Right. We criticize the DEI shit in that moment. But then while while but wait a minute, while also acknowledging that Katanji Brown Jackson was absolutely qualified based on her yeah, own merit. She didn't need someone to say we're hiring her because she's black, because she could have qualified for the fucking job, yeah, right? Absolutely. And and she I showed agree. out and she's done a pretty good job at ruling and like everyone's like, Oh, she's super liberal, and then she's had some rulings where it's like, Oh wow. No, like, she is. She is liberal. like I, I I like I'm not gonna sit here and act like Katanji Brown Jackson has been is is has been perfect on the bench, but I don't think that's I don't think that's the no, case. No, but there's rulings that were surprising, right? That were principled. And uh we'll, we'll get into those another day. And we criticize these things and like Sometimes it's like, uh, like I feel like sometimes like uh, because I I grew up like when I first got into politics I was super liberal, you know I went so to a I. lot of marches for uh, BL. I didn't go to any marches. That, to where you create you know a cognitive bias in your brain. To where when we're talking about the things that we're seeing now that just seem like absolute bullshit and absolute bunk, it sometimes feels like across the cut. Cu- cuts across the grain a little bit from like i don't know dude that sound racist and then you hear shit like this and you're like nah everything i'm saying is pretty fucking mild <laughs> because right. this fucking Absolutely. asshole was like i'm gonna sit in an airport and i'm gonna see a black man <laughs> i'm gonna see a black pilot in, in, in a black pilot suit or whatever whatever the suit they wear is you know what i'm yeah, talking a about a black Nobody's man in a pilot suit walk onto my plane and I'm going to go, mm, I hope he's qualified. But you know what pisses me off is it's the fucking grift, right? Like, yes, because if he actually grift, believed that, if he actually he wouldn't believed get that, on the he wouldn't get on plane. the plane. <laughs> right. Like, mm, I hope this, I hope this black boy is qualified and he better fly this plane right at 30,000 feet. Will I take Why, if I feel any turbulence. He's getting you're gonna get a, You're going to get a review. I'll tell you what. 
And I, he yeah, breathes his whole entire family on an aluminum fucking can <laughs> with wings 30,000 <laughs> feet in the air. <laughs> That's, <laughs> but I'll tell you what. Boy, that hot take sure fucking sounded good on oh, his. Oh, yeah. Boy, he calls it a thought crime. Like a fucking yeah. thought crime. Like he lives in fucking communist Russia, where if you are even Ukraine or Israel, or if you say something like that against the fucking government. Yeah, dude, you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna get hammered for this one, right? Because okay, and, so, they, and, and then like so and I then know, like, I know so wait, so hold on. he did afterwards. Like, like look he's at, fucking yeah, look edgy. At me. So I know that I know United crime. I know that I don't even remember what the fucking I don't remember if it was a press release or whatever, but apparently United is making a conscious effort to make more diverse hires, right? Like that's actually, that's a real thing. And like, th like the, the anti DEI side of me goes, mm, I think that sounds kind of silly, but okay. And, but, but, but when you look at it from like a pilot's perspective, right? What, like, like, so if we're looking at it from like a, a flight attendant's perspective, two people, same qualifications you just take the black person because they're black like that's i guess that's a little fucked up but it's not the end of the world right when you're talking about pilots these these people still have to pass right. like so many aviation tests right it's so it's like if so it's so it's the same scenario right like if you have a white pilot and a black pilot who both pass all the aviation tests they're both equal yeah. and you just pick the black person based on their, the color their quota. We'll, we'll call it that. Yeah. Let's call Let's even, yeah, let's yeah, even yeah. criticize it. We'll call it a quota. Sure. But he's sure. still fucking qualified. He's absolutely qualified. Like I, I'm not going to look at my pilot and be like, wow, I hope he fucking passed all the aviation tests. Like he was supposed to that black right. pilot over there. Like, Oh man, this, this Asian pilot, this plane's going to take an extra two hours. Cause he's going to fly slow. Like, like what the <laughs> fuck? Like it's a, if I see a black pilot, I'm going to be like, boy, I hope he's qualified. <laughs> oh, Charlie. Charlie Kirk. So, so that's what I learned this week. I have, I, I haven't, it's not, it's not a, what I learned this week. It's more of a, what I confirmed this week. And that is that Charlie Kirk actually is a bigoted edgelord. Actually, like in real life. That's what and it means. makes me, it makes me a little bit happy because even when we feel like we're being edgy, we're fucking milk toast, dude. Like we're, I we're pretty fucking mild. <laughs> God, I would never say anything. If I see like a black, I'm gonna be like, boy, I hope he's qualified. Yeah. <laughs> boy, I couldn't. I hope he's qualified. And then, like, <laughs> he, he made like he thought he was fucking Plato. <laughs> fucking side. Oh, just a just a brilliant, brilliant thought he had there. But I don't even think this way. It's them that make me think this way. Yeah, it's it's the dirty libs. It's the left that's it's responsible. The, it's for the liberals it's the, who made us start thinking this way. That shit made me laugh hard as hell. The, Dude, the, it's the liberals the, and the leftists that make us racist. Right, yeah. It's, it's, it's their fault. You're edgelording, and you're a piece of shit. <laughs> that was, oh, God. Anyway. Uh, shall we get into Sputnik 2.0, Corey? Yeah, why not? Oh, uh, Sputnik 2.0. So uh, uh, Congressman Mike Turner doing maybe the best job of fear-mongering Russia since Russiagate? 
<laughs> is that fair? Has he, did, has well, he done the best job? No, since the Ukraine war. Okay, fair. Or no, no, no. Fair. Since the Tucker interview. Oh, so that was only like a week. Yeah. We, we, so uh, every so we every week. Russia quite a bit. Every week we're fear-mongering we Russia. So that a little bit because I think Tucker we got will. bamboozled. We will a little bit. Uh, I got. I well, we might. Who knows? No, nobody ever knows where this show's going, Corey. So let's, let's just let's just go with it as it comes. Bell's got something to say. Nope, he's just got a face to make. Anyway, nope, smash my <laughs> space bar. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> uh, so Congressman Mike Turner, who is maybe you, this is arguable, but is maybe the biggest pro-Ukraine congressman in all of Congress, Senate, House, doesn't matter. Uh, he I don't even have it in front of me, so I'm just going to paraphrase because I got too drunk before the show to actually pull all this stuff up. So you're going to yeah, have to go with story. me. That's typically I did. me doing. Got a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. A few too Dan, many sips. You and both fucking Charlie Kirk are making me feel better about myself tonight. It's good. I'm glad we could do that for you. I'm, I'm sure Charlie was your face. Your face, however, is very proportionate to your head. <laughs> Unlike Charlie Kirk's <laughs> His face. Don't get like... bogged down by all the haters out there. <laughs> <Dan>. <laughs> Charlie Kirk's face is 12 font and his head is like 18. Boy, I hope he's qualified. <laughs> <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like his face uh, is way too small for his head. Yeah, he looks like a Goomba from the old. Uh, it's, doesn't by the way, doesn't Goomba sound like a racial slur for an Italian? <laughs> it does absolutely. But it's I'm talking about like remember the old Mario movie from the Mario Brothers movie from the 80s? The Goom No, they were yeah the Goombas. No, yeah, they, were they called Goombas? Yeah, I believe so. There's the Koopa Troopas. They're like the little they're like the little mushrooms in the video game. Goombas. Yeah, sounds like a, a horribly racist term for an Italian, but it's yeah, really but they were fighting Italians. <laughs> wow, that's true. Mario is that's a really racist video game. Anyway, um, well, well, I don't understand because Italians typically aren't known to be plumbers. Isn't typically Polish people known to be plumbers? Yeah, that's true. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm not Italian or Polish. Anything else? I'm Irish. Usually it's American Vegan. guys. What plumbers? <laughs> Oh, are you saying that because you're Italian? <laughs> I know a lot of Italians that are painters. <laughs> I know a lot of Irishmen who are drunks, so who cares? We all have our problems. Hi, my name's Corey. <laughs> I'm Irish. Uh, anyway. Uh, no, uh, it's funny you mentioned Irish because them being under what you could have technically labeled as an apartheid in different parts of history, uh, definitely showing solidarity with the Palestinians. Isn't far seems- fresh from the truth, but everyone on the West who doesn't know history is like, why are the Irish like super down for the Palestinians and not the Israelis? Oh, it's, it's amazing. And in, in, in especially in recent history, the, the Irish within the last, 70 years have not been under nearly as bad of a situation as the Palestinians, but I guess Oliver North was in Ireland doing a show and he was singing, uh, come out, you black and tans. 
Mm. And they were all going nuts. Bro, that's Friend. that's you know what? You know what? I think that's what it is. With with me being Irish, like we're just born dissidents, man. Like when you, if you're Irish, you're just a born dissident. Like you, you, you like right. it's, 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 you're it's in a weird spot, names. right? You're in a weird spot, right? Where it's like when you hear black people say, like, yeah, my ancestors were slaves, and an Irish person, you're like, yeah, mine might have been too. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I also understand that, like, I blend in with everyone who is slave owners and you don't. Right. You can, you could, you could pretend not to be Irish. You couldn't pretend not to be black. Yeah. But my ancestors <laughs> were forced to farm. It's like, no, nah, no, mine were too <laughs> for potatoes and they couldn't even eat them. They had to give Morning, them. The buddy, buddy. And they oh, literally salted the oh, earth of everything else we could farm to the point where oh, we just also all fled and came to America. Like, just a lovely, just a lovely potato farmer. Like oh, that is the big difference, though, right? It's the Irish blend in. Yeah, today's society. I guess you could argue that's why. Don't, like, I guess you could argue that's why race matters. Uh, anyway, I'm just so glad that as an I like the genetic dice for me as a white person have all landed in my favor, being able to explain away my whiteness. Like, hey, no, <laughs> listen, Irish ancestors fought for the North. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, what more do you want? Like, <laughs> so uh, I guess to end this story, uh, Mike Turner is um, making Americans scared that the Russians have space nukes. Yeah, we went off on a wild, wild tangent there. That's, but, uh, but like, that's that's yeah, pretty much like, it. Well, what's frustrating, dude? So what's really pissy about that right is he came out and said this right after the bill for money to ukraine for more weapons more stuff failed yep to where he probably wouldn't have said this if it passed right that's why it's First bullshit off, that's and bullshit. that's why why it's also bullshit dan is because that information he had was very and like i don't want to say it's necessarily confidential information but that's information pretty to a select few people. And what he ultimately did just to try to get more money through a bill that he was probably most likely getting kickbacks on is he put a lot of spies and a lot of people who are behind the scenes that are getting this information at risk. Right. And misrepresented the information to start with. Americans, because like, let's be honest, in all these different countries, we have contacts where we get this information from. America has a vast spy network, and when a politician is just trying to get clout home, you're a fucking idiot to think that whatever he said didn't make its way back to this country, and now they're there. Now Russia is vetting all of their Secret Service people who might have been a problem valuable asset that we might lose and may have gotten some people killed never hear about if a random fucking engineer in russia gets killed because he leaked that russia is working on this specific project to america and now this dumbass is spouting this off that's going to get him killed and let us lose a contact in russia making us less safe because he wants money in his pocket. Right. And and not to mention the technology that's being discussed here is 
not something that is in the works now. And that's kind of what, I'm sorry, certain idiotic Americans actually believed when they first saw this story drop from WAPO or, or you know, any of the other mainstream sources that like, oh my God, Russia's got a nuke that can take out our satellites tomorrow. It's like, no, that's not the case. But also, even if it were, let's just pretend that were the case. If Russia has nuclear weapons that can knock out American satellites, believe me, America has the same fucking thing. Dude, yeah, like people forget. It's, we have fucking lasers. <laughs> like mini like, me, stop pumping the laser. <laughs> we we do. We literally have lasers. Like and for if he's coming out and saying this, you don't think our secret intelligence already knows this? Like you know what I mean? Like it's 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 ridiculous. It's yeah. I mean, even Fox News dude was coming out against the Republican talking about this. Jesse Waters, the fucking idiot. Yeah, he's was like, oh, we God, see through this. Yeah, is, he def- is, just as a side note, is Jesse Waters like the conservative Brian Stelter? Would you consider yeah. those two kind of on parallel grounds? Yeah. Okay. Good, because I, I, he's I absolutely. Idiot. You said absolute moron. <laughs> I know, and no, no, I'm sorry. You know, like it Brian Stelter, Jesse Waters. I don't want to say necessarily they're idiots. They're probably like if you could probably have a real intelligent conversation with them. Mm, but I gotta disagree. what they are, what they are is just straight stooges for the establishment. And everyone thinks the deep state and the establishment is the same. And it kind of is. Both the Republicans and the Democrats are both on the same team. Ultimately, they just like to pretend they're not to get everyone in the in the lower classes to argue with each other. So that but we they're don't come stooges. after their power. Yeah. So they might be smart, but they're not principled. They have no values. They're selling out to the almighty dollar. Okay. I still disagree. I, I would I would agree on on many circumstances with with some of these people, but like <laughs> Brian Stelter and Jesse Waters are actual functioning idiots. You're I'm just right. sorry. I'm they're sorry. Just, I don't they're think just, they're just good on camera. Yeah, they're just they're functioning idiots. That's what bimbos. they are. They're bimbos. They, they, yeah, they are the. Uh, I don't know. I was coming. I was trying to come up with a no bimbo. Like, hey, Bell, real quick, look up the definition of bimbo, and that is the for, perfect for, word for, for the football fans out there. For the football fans out there, they are the Kadarius Tonys. Of media, I don't uh, expect Corey to understand that reference, <laughs> but they are actual functioning idiots. Did he play for Michigan? Because <laughs> if he didn't, I don't know. My, yeah, they my, play for my sports knowledge goes to like Detroit sports, mostly Michigan. <laughs> what do you got Bill? A a bimbo is an unattractive but unintelligent, or an attractive but unintelligent or frivolous young woman. Okay. So like so the ni- so like so no so, so like bimbos. the so like the so like the 1999 reported version of Monica Lewinsky as she comes back up in the show. It's funny you say you mentioned the 90s because of the <laughs> fact that the word bimbo when I heard it it was a himbo. Uh, it was he'd like, a, was he'd used be in a, himbo, a Seinfeld Corey. episode. Be a himbo. No, uh there's a Seinfeld episode where Elaine is dating this guy. And she completely admits he's a male bimbo 
but she fucking loves him because he has long hair and he's this man and he rock climbs and he's super fit. I don't know if it's okay. So Liberty Twitcher said, is it okay to use the term bimbo nowadays? I don't it is know. It's on our show. It is on our show. I was just about to say, I I think we allow it. Yeah, we're we were just talking about how like sometimes we feel like we're saying edgy things in our show, but it's milk toast because Charlie Kirk comes out and it's just explicitly racist. Boy, I hope he's qualified. If I see a black pilot, I'm going to be like, boy, I hope he's qualified. We've reduced that down to what it really means. If I see a black, I'm going to be like, boy, I hope he's qualified. <laughs> Boy, I hope he's the craziest thing is that there's people out there sitting out there right now going, Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. God, we gotta get the Obama. I agree. <laughs> that's that's the next one. I can get. I get I'll a get glass that. of water? Right, can I get a glass of water? I'll get that one. Fuck yourself. So that's one thing, right? Like it's uh some we're seeing some things come to fruition through uh Biden's infrastructure plan. We're seeing a lot of. This like, is like, not something we had planned. We're on not, talking not about, something we Corey. talked to, planned on talking about, but we're talking about a glass of water. Corey's that, ADHD that alludes, is taking over that alludes, again. That alludes the go fuck yourself. Something dear in our dear to our hearts, and we're we're spending twenty two billion dollars on fixing the uh, water infrastructure in the country. And I don't know. I don't praise Biden too much, but every once in a while. That was, oh my God. So show meeting on the air. That was the idea that I had. Or praising Obama? I mean, praising Biden? No, I was thinking about a segment called Where Credit is Due. Ah, Where we give credit to those we disagree with. When it's due. Yeah, I mean, personally... Personally, I'd rather see that money. <laughs> remember, remember the old the old Obama uh, campaign ads. the the uh, The wealth needs to go from bottom up, not top to bottom, as he's being funded by a bunch of banks <laughs> to run for presidency. But why does, uh, why, why does your version of Obama uh, of, of Obama sound like a, a fucking bad impression of Goofy? Because all of my impressions are fucking terrible sound like a bad impression of goofy <laughs> i'm not uh what's his name Boy, kurt metzger <laughs> not kurt metzger or, mike ray mike ray mike mike mccray mike mccray mike mccray yeah kurt metzger is the other guy on the show he's the co-host of the, the co-host. jimmy Dore show yeah mccray that mccray guy if Which, i see a black hey, pilot hey, Mc- i'm gonna be like boy i hope he's qualified <laughs> I'm not racist, by the way. Never gonna stop being. If funny. I see but a I'm black, literally, I'm gonna be like, boy, I hope he's qualified. I'm not racist, by the way. But if I explicitly see a pilot walking up to my plane who's not the same color as me, I'm gonna immediately assume he's not qualified. But I'm gonna assume he's qualified because he's got the fucking jacket on <laughs> and he's ready to go. go fuck yourself. <laughs> Oh, uh, do we Boy, I hope he's qualified as I still get on this plane? <laughs> we got to get into a more somber topic here. The death of Alexei Navalny. 
So this is this is interesting, right? Because it, it in in a weird way, tragically, comes at a kind of a perfect time. Because if you listen to our show last week, you might get the idea that we're like Putin apologists over here at the show. I recommend once you finish this one, go back and listen to last week's if you haven't already. But we all we did, I think, last week, Corey, was defend the right for the American people to know what Vladimir Putin thinks. Does that sum up essentially what we were trying to get at last week when it came to Tucker's interview of Vladimir Putin? You don't have to agree. You don't have to like Tucker. You can even think that Tucker is a, is a, is a Putin stooge. And maybe he is because he did make those really fucking weird videos right after where he was like, Look at how beautiful the subway is. And oh my God, this knockoff McDonald's is fantastic. And it's just like. Corey, I can't hear you. Did you accidentally hit your mute button? I can't I hear did. him either. I did. I hit the mute button. Did. I see. That's what I've done. That's why I've done that twice now. <laughs> Go ahead. What were you saying? Anyways, what I was saying is uh like what what Tucker did and getting the words straight from Putin's mouth was super important, but he was definitely pretty softball on it. But in the 100%. context at the same time, you are going to a country where you know Alexei Navalny has been tried to been been tried to uh be non-existent a couple times. You know, like you're in a country, you know, you have to tread lightly. So obviously you're going to do just that because Tucker Carlson isn't a complete idiot, but it's still important to hear what Putin has to say, because what you're doing is you're separating between one and like nine fucking filters of what Putin actually wants to say to the American people. But, uh, you know, he, uh, he, uh, are we ready to get into those inner the, those videos and stuff like that? Or are we still trying to talk about Navalny? Because I I'm about to go on a tangent. What's uh, okay? Your your tangent can't go that long. I'll cut you off. What's your tangent? Go for it. I'm gonna. Well, start, I was gonna, I, was gonna, I, was gonna, I think I, I feel like what I was gonna do is go into like what we want to talk about next. Okay, then let's talk about Alexei Navalny. Yeah, go ahead. So to. Put in perspective what we were actually talking about last week, which th which is that it's important to understand whether or not you see Vladimir Putin as a friend, whether you see and, and I don't mean to take the words directly out of Tucker Carlson's mouth, but whether or not you see him as a friend, whether or not you see him as an enemy, whether or not you see him as as neutral. It's really, really important when he's the aggressor in a war to know what his rationale for aggressing in that war is it's just that's just an important thing to know can i also say have, quick, just how silly it is that like we are literally pretty much at war with russia yet we're still just able to just interview each other <laughs> like what, that's just, yeah right like it's a just so, war yeah yeah it's just the war between the two superpowers is so trivial that we're literally just it's like it's like money it's like uh, it's, it's like world it's like World War Three starts right like uh, China does invade Taiwan World War Three starts it's Russia and China versus all of Europe and the United States and like somebody just goes over and interviews Xi Jinping 
Right, like no, just imagine if it was World War II full blown, and then like just some journalist is like, "So I got this interview with Hitler." Yeah, <laughs> like like it's just it's like everything. Why does everything just seem so goddamn absurd? It seems a little fake, doesn't it? It seems phony in a way that maybe it didn't back then. So, uh, Alexei Navalny. For those who might not know, I, I'm assuming most of our listeners are intelligent enough to know who this man is but if you don't um he is the he the, was the the he was the number opposition not the soul there are others but like he was the top opposition to vladimir putin and to me like i and i don't use this word in a hyperbolic way i don't think in this in this situation and maybe history will prove different in which case i will change this but like I consider Alexei Navalny a fucking dissident's hero, man. I think I think this man I think this man is I would say not just above somebody like an Edward Snowden. And I consider Edward Snowden an absolute American hero. Alexei Navalny is Edward yeah, or Julian Assange, which I want to say real quick is if you want to know who your like if your journalist that you're a fan of is worth his salt, look at his uh position on Julian Assange because if your journalist is actually trying to actively upturn stones, then he is someone who's afraid of what's happening to Julian or Assange. She. Or she. Or they versus, or they versus a journalist who is actually propagating him being brought over. Because what made me even think that was like I heard an NPR journalist, an NPR journalist go, what's happening to him is kind of scary for people like us, right? Mm, yeah it's like that's one you're that starting, i want to follow you're versus starting to realize someone who's the re- like a rachel maddow or a george or a jesse waters or even a sean uh hannity, hannity who wouldn't even talk know, about it or a but brian stelzer alexi navalny is i i actually consider this i consider this man a martyr i consider him a hero i think if you're a russian he is uh I mean, I I don't see how this man could go down as in history as anything other than the hero. Because at the end of the day, regardless of what you think we said last week about like maybe some of the things Putin said was true, because some of the things Putin said in Tucker's interview was true because the stuff that we've talked about on this show. But that doesn't just because somebody tells the truth doesn't mean they're not a shitbag tyrant, which is what. Vladimir Putin is. And I'm sorry that we didn't mention that quite enough last week. Corey, we probably should have been, done a better job. We probably should have mentioned that a little bit more last week. But Alexei Navalny is a guy that 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 is is in opposition to Vladimir Putin's tyrannical government. He he then he, hold on. He then goes, gets arrested once, let free. Poisoned while he's in Europe. By whom I can't imagine. That's a joke. Uh, And. After he gets out of the hospital, decides to go back to Russia, knowing that as soon as he steps foot on the tarmac, he's going to be arrested. For being a political opposition to Vladimir Putin. That is the absolute epitome of 
being a hero for democracy, which is not often what we see anymore in the West or in the United States at all. Everybody's a shill, a shill for something. But Alexei Navalny is an actual fucking hero who's willing to go back to a place where he knows he's going to be put in prison and ultimately killed for his views well, and for his opposition to a tyrant. To uh, to kind of try to fight a little bit of what you're saying there is like there are, you are a lot of advocate. No, 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 no. I'm saying in America, you could you call it a lot of people's shills and stuff. Like there are probably 10 million Alexei Navalny's here. But we live in a society where you can be a dissident like that. In a country That's fair. like That's you know, fair. in That's a country a like Russia, like what we do, like you and I, two nobodies in our country, we're drowned out by a million other nobodies doing the same fucking thing. So if we did, if we had, if we had a Russian government here, I was going to say, if if we tried to do this show, not necessarily inside of Russia, but maybe in Latvia. Oh yeah. Maybe in, maybe in Belarus, we'd have a balcony accident or a skiing accident. (laughs) Like, yeah, we just real quick. I, I, so I see your point, but like how many uh, of us, like, so like, and what I was going to say, the compound on that is like in all of those dissidents, there's a million dissidents out there that we vehemently disagree with and we think they're pieces of shit. And Alexei Navalny is some of the shit he was saying at one point. Like there was a point where he was pretty nationalist. I think there was like racist tropes in the things he said. Yeah. But I in know America, this, I know. in America, he's painted as this extra good person because he was against the KGB in Russia. But that doesn't take away from the fact that in Russia, people with a dissident voice are silenced pretty quick. And it's interesting that we are talking about this because last week we were like, oh, yeah, Putin's saying some shit that, you know, it's pretty interesting. But then he showed his hand real quick. He showed his hand real quick by, again, showing why America doesn't like Putin. But at the same time, I was thinking about this uh, like within the last couple of days. When it comes to a thing like Alexa Navalny and we uh, talk about how it's evil, how Putin is. I don't think Putin on the grand scheme of the, or like in the global scale is uniquely terrible as a world leader, because if our leaders were bound, weren't, if our leaders weren't bound by a constitution, you don't think that our leaders would be pulling the same shit. Biden is doing everything he can right now within his constitutional restraints to fuck with democracy. But through his party by uh, trying to sue people like RFK and like the Republicans and Democrats trying to keep people off ballots and not have people on ballots or the, the political hit jobs that are happening on Trump. Now, full disclosure, we do not like Trump at all, mm-hmm. but the political hit jobs that are happening on him and things like that, like now a Trump would be in Alexei Navalny in Russia. Here they go after him with lawsuits and just try to bankrupt him. No, but it it is, it is interesting because he, I wouldn't consider Donald Trump on par with Alexei Navalny. Uh, no, but what I'm saying, <laughs> like, not on par, but he would have been dealt with the same way as Alexei Navalny was. Yeah. He's, he's, 
I get what you're saying. Like Alexi Bernie Navalny, Sanders probably would have been dealt with like an Alexi Navalny. No, because Bernie Sanders 15. turned out to be per, Bernie Sanders turned out to be a fucking fraud, okay. which is a conversation we can have another day. 20, uh, but 2012, 20 at six. Bernie Sanders, but I I, I understand I understand your comparison between Trump and, 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 and Navalny. As far as, I'm far, not as, as, far as being... them on their principles, I'm comparing on them as a person who is a sort of dissident. I was going to defend. I was going to defend sphere. you. I was going to defend you, and you didn't give me a chance. I'm sorry. Uh, quick double tap said something. I, I was just responding. I, I understand. I I understand what you're saying as far as like Trump is like viewed as like this anti-establishment character. And so is Alexei Navalny, but it, like that's that's about where that ends as far as their comparisons go. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. It Policies, stops there. Everything else is completely. Yeah. Different. It stops yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it doesn't go beyond that. Um, but like I don't know. I I just for anybody that thinks that we were somehow defending Putin last week. It's not that we were defending Putin. It, it was that we were defending the right to free the speech exchange in America. Free thought. And, and the fact that we should, as Americans, know what Putin's um what Putin was thinking when he when he when he thought it was ra- when he thought it was rational to invade in the, Ukraine. In the least I think that's amount okay. of I think barriers it's good to know these possible, things. yes. In the least amount of barriers as possible. Because even between a Tucker-Putin interview, we have it going from Putin to a translator to Tucker to us. Everything else is from Putin to a translator to an established media, filtering through it, finding a narrative, and then giving us crumbs from a cake if that makes sense, what I'm saying. So like, I love the idea of the interview and hearing it from the horse's mouth as pure as possible. That's all. That's all. I, That's so, all. um, to, I guess to close this out, Navalny is an actual martyr. I, I consider the man and it's just my opinion, but I consider the man to be a hero. Um, on the other hand, I like the fact that Tucker did an interview with Putin and we got to hear what the fuck Putin had to say. I think both yeah. things, it's, 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 that, it's that thing about like two things can be true at the same time. Yeah. It's good that we heard from Putin and it's shitty that, uh, so, Navalny died. The, died the, by the way, the Russian state is saying that it was, what, is, what was it? Sudden death syndrome, which isn't a thing. No, that sudden death syndrome is a thing that happens with like infants, <laughs> where they just they just stop breathing because they're used to not breathing in the room. <laughs> like it's infant death syndrome, I think is what it's called. Something yes, along uh, those lines. I haven't Sid. had. I haven't had. Yes, yeah, Sids. Sudden Sid, infant sudden death infant syndrome. Death yeah. syndrome. Um, not but I, like they killed his ass. Yeah, uh, they they Jeffrey Epstein him for sure. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what I want to get back to, uh, what I want to get back to real quick though, is looking, having a now two weeks marination of, uh, Tucker's interviews. And then the videos that came after of him right. doing, weird. Uh, going to the so subway weird. and kind of pathetic. And going to, yeah. Super pathetic. All right. So first off, I want to say 
him and his crew, they're like, oh, we're going to go shopping and we're going to get what we assume is $400 worth of groceries. And uh, we're going to see how much it costs. Right. And it's like, okay, that's cool. That's, that's a good idea. And if you look at his cart, like me with a family of three buying snacks and food and groceries for a family of three, me, my wife and my son, we spent, we do, we do spend about 300 bucks a week, 300, you know, between, between, I want to say between like 225, 325 on average. Cause we eat good. And, uh, he goes and he probably got half of that in the uh, Russian grocery store. And he's like, oh, wow. They, they go and they buy it and they're like, oh, wow, a hundred bucks. And it's like, and everyone's like, oh my God, like, ah, yeah. Groceries in Russia obviously are cheaper than they are in America. And then it's easy to convey that message, right? But then when you look more, and first off, just anecdotal evidence, what he bought was not $400 worth of groceries in America. Secondly, the average me, income. Do you want me? Do you want me to? Do you want me to play it? Do you want me nah, to play grocery? I mean, you can around? if you want, but you don't have to. Secondly, because I was going to say is like secondly, the average income in America is like between something between like fifty four and fifty six k a year, and between three hundred thirty million people. And our grocery bill is, you know, between 250, 350. The average income in US dollars in Russia is like 14K. Okay. So, like, a hundred, like, so, like, I don't know, you do the math, Dan. Would you rather make 54K and spend 250 on groceries or make 14K and spend $100 on groceries? I mean, the answer is obvious. I will take the former, but, uh, it's 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 interesting because Tucker is a guy who's I mean even even being independent now I'm sure I mean how much is this man going to make this year how long has he been independent doesn't matter but let's just assume he's going to make five hundred thousand dollars this year and I think that's being conservative to be honest. When's the last time? Okay, my, that was my other point. When's the last time you think fucking Tucker Carlson went shopping for his own fucking groceries? <laughs> it reminds me of the. It reminds me of the COVID doctor who is like my no, wife yeah, loves yeah. Udite. No, yeah, yeah. Udite? The fucking Dr. Oz. When Dr. Oz yeah. was like pretending he was going shopping, like, give me a fucking break. When disclaimer. Do you think Tucker was the what? Bell's got a disclaimer. I have seen videos of people. I have seen pe- videos of people running into him at the supermarket and fishing and all types of weird places. I've Ooh, seen Tucker? the fishing ones, yes. And I've seen him like when he's up yeah, north, Tucker. like in a hardware store buying fishing lures. But, he does like to fish. I know yeah. this. He's a big fisherman. Yes, he does. And then, uh, and then the you other go one. Fishing with Tucker? Would you go fishing with Tucker? I think I that'd would. be a fun. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pass it up. That'd be stupid yeah. not to. I would outfish Tucker. And like, and like, for example, like I if I had a chance, him. if I had a chance to fucking have an interview with Putin, I wouldn't pass it up. That's the whole thing. That's right? the whole thing. No, absolutely. That was, that was that was the whole thing with. With but I would everything. also have the disclaimer on, of being Corey, like, hey, I'm was... being a little... Wait real quick. I would also have the disclaimer of being like, hey, I'm being a little softball-y on this because I'm in Russia and they might kill me. See, I don't, I don't even care about that. You don't, don't care, care about, about getting killed? Because... No, no, no. I don't care about the fact that the, 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 I got that the question... Man. 
I don't care about the fact that the questions were were considered quote unquote softball, right? Because that's that's just a matter of opinion. Like I, I, I the way that this was portrayed was the fact that Tucker Carlson is interviewing Vladimir Putin, and because it's Tucker Carlson, you shouldn't watch it. Like that's the way it was portrayed, right? Would you agree with yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that stuff I don't like. I don't like that. We can exactly. criticize the interview itself, but don't. And I will not all day watch. Long. Yeah, and don't not watch something just because an establishment media group says this is bad, right? But then I also want to call him out on his simping of uh, the idea of going on over there when he's like, "Oh yeah, we we took uh, we 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 took the subway and it was just clean. It was beautiful. It, it was, was also beautiful. built by indentured servants and slaves." <laughs> It's, it's also it's like, but perfect. it's like, you know, this, this motion right here, like suck my dick Tucker. Like, you know what all these different cities in America do when the Super Bowl is coming to town, <laughs> they get rid of all their graffiti and they, <laughs> and they move all the homeless people. That's you don't a great fucking point. think the KGB was following you around and, or you don't think that, you like, and you mean to tell me that there wasn't a docket of what he was going to do while he was there in a country like Russia. And you That's don't think point. that they went and just moved homeless people and spray painted the fucking graffiti off the walls. If there is any, and that's sure, you know, it's a lot easier to say about a country that they don't have graffiti when they literally kill you versus here. They give you a, a, uh, a, uh, what what do we what do we like to call fines for when it's like for rich people a uh, a uh, slap on the wrist not a slap on the wrist but like <laughs> there's when it's a fine that a rich person is just willing to pay it's like a something that a rich person's tax or, you know or like and th there's a term that people use wow we sound dumb no there's a term for it about. it's yeah it's just it's a little term I'll think if of it if I later. see a black I'm gonna be like boy I hope he's qualified. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> he's Charlie for film that dead space. Um, but no, like you don't think that like like we talk about North Korea doing this shit all the time. You don't think Russia went and like swept the streets before Tucker showed up? I mean, maybe, maybe not. It doesn't really matter because it's a fucking it's a fucking city that's built. It's built up by indentured servitude. We all know that this man holds people as in a city where prisoners. people don't have the freedom dis to disobey I, I, yeah i mean it's not like it's 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 really really weird because it's like this it's this communist simping that you used to see in the 60s 70s and 80s and tucker's doing it and i find that strange and i don't think tucker's a stupid man i, I really don't I think he, I think he's a little bit short-sighted sometimes, and he misses some stuff. But I don't think he's dumb, and it, like I was disappointed by that. Like I really wish he had just gone and done the interview with Putin and fucking come home. Like I didn't need all the extra shit. I didn't need him going to the fake McDonald's. I didn't need him going to the fucking subway. I didn't need any of that stuff. Just do the interview and come home. If you consider you, if you consider yourself a top-notch journalist. I don't know if he's that anymore, but I feel like he could get back to that. I like what Tucker has been. Well, this is the closest he Fox got to News. it. Yeah, this is the closest he got to a top-notch journalist since he left Fox News. 
um, quick double tap said, I mean, if Hitler was alive, would Tucker interview him? We actually made that joke earlier, and it's like, I think he would. I think he would. I'd hope so. But it, it's funny. I'd hope like, so too. And it's funny how, uh, like, that's a thing now to where, like, I don't think in the 40s that even would have happened. There wouldn't have been someone in going, like, it's just how trivial war is at this point to where it's like, I don't think if Hitler was alive today doing the shit he was, he might have been interviewed. But in the 40s and 50s, like that wasn't even a question. Like that was just that's the enemy. You don't talk to him. But like, but I, think he, war, I think he would. War today with social media and everything. Everything is so three degrees of separation esque. I don't really care, man. Like I have, I have my, I have my disagreements with Tucker. I'm not. I don't love Tucker Carlson, but there is something respectable about the guy who's willing to go across and interview what is a man that is perceived to be a global enemy. Like that's noble. I like that. Whether or not he asked him the right questions, whether or not he just shill for the man, I don't think it really matters. I want to know what Putin has to say. And I don't care how I get that information, whether it's from somebody that I agree with or disagree with. Cause there were important things he said, right? Like talking about the idea of like, he doesn't want nuclear war and he's just saying it. I don't know. But anyway, it's that it's, doesn't have any really much to do with Navalny's death, but Navalny's a hero at the end of the day. He's an actual martyr. And hopefully we don't need anybody like Alexei Navalny in the United States ever. Right. Is that a fair thing to say? Yeah. We don't need a martyr and someone dying because they spoke against the opposition in the country. Mm, there's some that would argue we're headed that direction. I'll be hiding in the back of my basement. Just I'll be searching for all my guns I lost in my boating cover. accident. Bell <laughs> <laughs> uh, goes, I would listen to Whoopi interview Putin. <laughs> well, that would be entertaining. Dude, Putin would, would slap Whoopi around verbally for 45 fucking minutes. <laughs> Who would be a good... <laughs> you just have Joe Rogan and Putin. Somebody that I want to, that I would want to hear interview Putin. I got an easy answer. I got Lex two Friedman. Easy Lex Friedman. No, not Lex Friedman. Fuck that. Matt Taibbi or Glenn Greenwald. That's it. Those are the two guys. Uh, That's it. Those are the two people. I can't think of anyone right now that I'd want to interview Putin. Not even Matt Taibbi or Glenn Greenwald. You wouldn't. Well, Matt Taibbi that interview. Well, so I don't know because like Matt Taibbi is a good journalist. I I just I've never seen Matt Taibbi doing an interview. But you've read interviews that he's done, have you not? Yeah, no, that's true. He's got a weird voice though. Okay, so you're definitely saying- a writer. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So how about how about Tucker Carlson? How about Tucker Carlson interviewing Vladimir? <laughs> Through Matt Taibbi's questioning. Well, if we're doing that, then I want Morgan Freeman. Because <laughs> that's a way more buttery voice. Interviewing Putin with Matt Taibbi's questions. So tell me, do you really want to reacquire Crimea? That was not a great Freeman. Dude, that wasn't great. Your, 
your flea market impersonation. <laughs> that was the Morgan first time. That was the first time I've ever tried to do Morgan Freeman. It sounded great. For a first ever try, was that not bad? <laughs> I want to share this. I want to share this real quick. Because if you remember, Quick Double Tap is from the UK. I was just about to tell this dude. <laughs> he goes, well, to be fair, you colonists I don't know, if he know knows. how to be rebellious. <laughs> I don't know if he knows. What doesn't he know? <laughs> he's, he's from the UK. He obviously <laughs> knows. He's been on the show before. He's been here before. <laughs> <laughs> well to be no. fair you colonists no. do know how to be rebellious i know i know yeah we don't like anyone telling us what to do it's ingrained hell, hell yeah brother <laughs> <laughs> god i love it oh man did we i mean do we want to end the show now we're about an hour 20 deep yeah i know um alabama is uh yeah, let's um, let's really try to focus on bringing that one up next week because that one You want to bring that up next week. So so let's 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 we'll preview it real quick. Alabama ruling that embryos are humans. That poses a lot of problems. Fucking stupid. Maybe we'll even talk about it in the post show and ho- and post it post it later. You didn't say Arkansas, you didn't say Alaska, you said Alabama? Yeah, yeah. Alabama. You didn't hear about that one? The sweet home no, I Ronnie did. Van Zant. It's Alabama, though, you know. Yeah. Usually, they're like Trust throwing me. those things. Out we of get beds of trucks and shooting. Them. We get the joke. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Alabama doesn't give a shit we're... about nothing but the tide. Baby, God, I don't it. give a piss about uh, nothing but the time. If I see a black, I'm gonna be like, boy, I hope he's qualified. That's Alabama. <laughs> That's Alabama. Yep. Alabama. <laughs> boy, I hope he's qualified. <laughs> I told you, I told you, boys, at the end of the show, I'm gonna be just like you. If I see a black pilot, I'm going to be like, what? boy, I hope what? he's qualified. What do you mean? Bell? Dan said he's going to be all the way in the bag by the end of this show. No, I'm actually okay. I'm drunk, but I'm okay. Uh, I've Corey, tell the people they can find us. During this Corey, fucking Corey, trouble. Corey, tell the people where they can find us. Uh, one second. <laughs> oh, it's uh, Libsertive Podcast. It's found on all social media and podcast platforms. Our website is libsertiveshow.com. Is that what you want, Dan? We can be found at all the conservative mm-hmm. on Facebook, mm-hmm. YouTube, mm-hmm. and Twitch. Is this what you want, Dan? Instagram Making and Twitter at Libservative Pod. If I Dan, see a black, t- I'm going to be like, boy, I hope he's qualified. Our TikTok videos can be found at Libservative Podcast, Dan. And you can reach out directly at LibservativePod at gmail.com, Dan. Subscribe today, Dan. Boy, I hope he's qualified. This dude said TikTok. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, go fuck yourself, <laughs> Bell. <laughs> don't one get thing bogged sure. down by all the haters out there we God need to get more of this shit this that. is great <laughs> great anyway yeah smash Bell that like the, button and tell a friend about the show that's right that's right that's right word of mouth Bell the body snatcher as always on the one and twos he has been Corey Walsh Dan Griffin this has been Libservative. And until next time, we 
are out of here. If I see a black, I'm going to be like, boy, I hope he's qualified. We the people cannot turn back.